Blog Talk Radio. Dreams and ideals and the snow 
everybody. Okay, I guess they just want they launched what was it was it today or yesterday? They launched the uh tax there on uh Iran, I guess it is. Let's see here. Let's address Mr. Joe Biden here. Let me get this off this. And they're trying to cover it up. But this means he can't run in 2024. The health problems, the political problems, there's no way Joe Biden can run. So, of course, the Democrats would love to have him up there as as their puppet. I mean, he's literally just a limp meat suit at this point, a, a, a meat bag. In a, in a suit, but I don't think they can fool the American people until Biden is, what, 86 years old, would be in 2028. He's at about a stage five right now, dementia probably. It's, it's starting to get real severe, let's say that. It's not totally severe, but it's, it's now creeping on the edge of severe. To the point of, it's like, yeah, you could still take Grandpa Joe to dinner, and you could still take Grandpa Joe out, and it's, it's going to be okay. But he's going to say something that doesn't make sense, or he might forget where he's at, might have a bowel malfunction. But, but soon it's about to be, he's just a walking bowel malfunction, and you're not even going to be able to control what's coming out of his mouth. So I, I don't see how a Biden 24 run is even possible, even if he wants it, even if the Democrats want it. I just don't see how it's possible. And it's so bad, folks. You can see the marks on his face from whatever breathing apparatus he has to use for whatever health problem he has going on. Or maybe he was hanging out with Hunter in the sex club. I don't know. I've got a huge stack of political news today, Alex, with a lot of clips. Joe Biden on the campaign trail today, and there were some extremely awkward moments, not just the normal fumbling and bumbling that you see from Joe Biden. His administration, his campaign is so inept and incompetent, they can't even get lighting right. Uh, They couldn't even have him rest in the White House long enough to get whatever they have to strap to his face every night or every day because of the health problems he has. He emerged from the White House today with strap marks on his face. Now there's jokes out there like, oh, this is the Biden kink. This is pedo Pete. You know, this is the Hunter Biden crime sex family. But it's most likely a CPAC or I don't know, maybe maybe Biden hangs out in a Bakta tank uh, every night to keep his uh, to keep his his life force. So it's just a complete disaster at this point. A third IRS whistleblower has now come forward this week explaining how the Biden crime family avoids taxes, and it always gets stopped when it gets to the IRS every time it gets exposed. And this whole thing of Bidenomics, yes. Uh, I want you to continue. This is literally the disintegration of civilization and society. And the globalists write in their papers, oh, we're going to demoralize people, we're going to destroy the cities, we're going to make them give up to collapse civilization, but they're building bunkers. They're not going to get out of it either. That's the satanic delusion they're under. But absolutely, they want a puppet they can blame, but people not caring is infectious. And so now the nuclear power plants are all all leaking, basically. The, the things aren't being repaired. Now, the engineers are dying or retiring. They don't have crashes. 
I got plane crash news every day now. There was a Delta plane that had to skid to a stop today. Another one sucked the guy into the engine, killed him. Planes are running into each other because they use the autopilot for everything and don't look behind them and the plane's behind them. You saw that a few days ago where the plane backs into the other one. It's just, it's a drugged out, distracted, screwed up, satanic society. We need to be in the world but not of the world. And, I, and look, I'm, I'm not saying that from some place of piety and, and perfection. Far from it. This is an insane, dangerous world. We've got to get serious. We've got to get with God, Owen. And I know you're very close to God. I'm sure you saw the 20-page Washington Post article last week. They admit Jack Smith's still planning to try to indict Trump uh, and trying to tie us to Trump. And that even the high ups of the Justice Department told the D.C. group that we are not involved and that we were not attacking the Capitol. And they know Trump obviously got suckered. So they got some nerve, man, to set us up with, with, with D.C. police helping the feds attack the building. And they set up the, the, the Capitol Police with the D.C. police we now know. Congress has the documents and the video. They got a lot of nerve to set us up by having, having security stand down and having the, the Capitol Police attack the crowd when the crowd attacked them that were provocateurs and Ray Epps ramming signs in, and Ray Epps telling them, yeah, it's in my text messages that I orchestrated the attack. They got a lot of nerve that he hasn't been arrested, and you've been arrested, and are facing years in jail, and who knows what will happen with a, with, a, with a plea bargain just to do a misdemeanor, you know, not guilty, I mean, I mean guilty for attacking the Capitol. So you won't face a D.C. jury. It is just insane that they might actually uh, go ahead with an indictment of Trump, Owen. Well, I'm not surprised. They've got to get Trump out of the race. He's leading the race by far. There's really no other candidate that I would say is close at this point. The only way they're going to be able to pull this off is the same way they pulled off the 2020 election, which is 300,000 votes at 3 a.m. in Detroit, 200,000 votes at 3 a.m. in Milwaukee, 350,000 votes at 3 a.m. in Philadelphia, 250,000 votes at 3 a.m. in Atlanta, and whatever goes on in Phoenix, Arizona every time. So. That's their big plan, but how are they going to move Biden out of the way? Because at this point, there's, they, can't, they can't run Biden. RFK is surging in the polls, and, I mean, at this point, every time Biden goes in public, makes a statement, it's a complete embarrassment. So I don't know what they're going to do, but if they think arresting Trump or getting Trump out of the way is their answer to Biden, it's obviously not. So... I guess they just figure nobody's going to like Newsom or whoever they decide to run, Michelle Obama. If we get Trump out of the way, though, maybe we got a shot. That's it. But every time they indict him, remember the first talking point. When he gets indictment, all his support will go away. Alvin Bragg, the idiot, uh, you know, his points go up 10 points. Then this federal indictment, is, he goes up 15 points on top of the other points. He's 35, 40 points ahead of DeSantis. He's 25 points ahead of Biden in most polls, the low one's 15, the high one's 30. We've never seen a Republican or Democrat 30 points ahead of their, their people. I mean, I, uh, FDR was like 20 points ahead, and they called him the, the most popular president of the 20th century. This is the system committing suicide. They're rotting from the head down. I don't care whether you're in the private sector, the government sector, wherever you're at, we have to get out of this. We have to turn this around. This has to stop. This is crazy. We have to stop cutting little boys' wee-wees off. We've got to stop it. Your calls are coming up. I'm going to keep riding the shotgun. Infowars.com. Tomorrow's news today. I want to show you riding the shotgun with me. He's loaded for bear. Tons of clips. So much more. Oh, my gosh. There's just, this is crazy town. New lockdowns being planned. Insiders warning of it. Insane stuff going on with Russia. But remember, only God can carry us through this. Thank you all for your support. Don't forget the big once a year July 4th sale is live at the 60% off. Infowarsstore.com.
and I'm not going to make the jokes here about, oh, is Biden wearing some sort of sexual kink gimp thing because of these these strap marks on his face is the, the, the joke going around the Internet. No, seriously, he probably is on some sort of a breathing machine, and it's such a bad situation where they don't even give him enough time. It's like he just wakes up from a nap or he just wakes up from his life support tank, and he's got to go right out onto the scene. So that's what that represents to me. This is a this is a man who is in a really bad health condition, multiple different ways he's in a bad health state. And they're trying to cover it up. But this means he can't run in 2024. The health problems, the political problems, there's no way Joe Biden can run. So of course the Democrats would love to have him up there as as their puppet. I mean, he's literally just a limp meat suit at this point, a, a, a meat bag in a, in a suit. But I don't think they can fool the American people until Biden is, what, 86 years old? Would be in 2028. He's at about a stage five right now, dementia probably. It's, it's starting to get real severe. Let's say that. It's not totally severe but it's it's now creeping on the edge of severe to the point of it's like yeah you could still take grandpa joe to dinner and you can still take grandpa joe out and it's it's going to be okay all right okay well we know about grandpa joe but that doesn't matter i mean if the people have no voice it's up to the establishment if they're going to run them or not the people have no voice because we have no power uh, that we demonstrate that quite clearly just looking out how, well, I mean, look what they're doing, blog talk radio, shut it down. Uh, you know, so uh, uh, who, who knows what the hell they're doing? You know, I mean, I offer alternative platforms out there, but people, you know, they don't like that because, you know, well, I don't like that because people can record that. Well, what do you mean? We record blog talk radio too. What are you talking about? You know, so they're, they're trolls. we got trolls. Everyone's out there wanting, you know, they, Look, man, if you want to be on the Internet and you don't want to give your real name, you know, look, I don't hide from nothing. You know, I am who I am. I say who I am, and that's it. You know, I don't got a problem. I've been doing it since day one. I don't don't use user names or anything like that or profile names and try to be somebody I'm not, and, you know, that's it. So... You know, this, this, this truth in advertising starts with us, the people, okay? And you, and you have to have honesty, and you have to be direct and upfront about everything. You can't be side uh, kicking the can down the road and, and hiding behind every rock you see, all right? It doesn't work like that. If you want to fix this republic, I mean, it, it's fixable. It's still fixable, but we don't have to, we don't, we, we don't, we don't have to do the violence thing. It, it, it's still fixable, nonviolent. Non-violent. You know, if you want the violent thing, then you're looking at, you know, us going back to uh, Civil War era type of uh, living. No electricity, you know, hunting for your own food. You know, uh, you have zombie camps out there, you know, so, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. Very bad. You don't want that. Well, I, I again, I'd probably bring these issues up. Whatever happened to the Hawaii issue, the island over there in Hawaii that supposedly got electrocuted, and the fires and everything. What happened with that? Nobody hears anything anymore. There's no follow-up stories. Nobody's houses are being rebuilt. What's going on? Anybody know? I, mean, I, I can't drive out there to see uh, nothing on that. Uh, that's quiet, hush-hush. Um, 
you know, again, January 6ers that many people are still locked away, uh, sitting inside the, uh, the concrete boxes, uh, patriots, prisoners of war, uh, political prisoners, whatever you want to call them. Um, uh, you know, if I know, I know if I was locked up in there, I'd be pretty pissed off right now. People weren't American people were not out here talking about me. I can tell you that right now. That's what I fear, really. You know, they snatch me up and then nobody's going to do anything about it. I'm stuck in there fighting for my life. You know, I'll tell you that right now. But I'll tell you what, when I get out, my people that supposedly were supporting me, I'm coming for you. Okay? Screw <laughs> the new world order. I'm going to come for you. All right? So get that get that straight right then and there. You know, enough is enough. We've got, we got to weed out these, these characters, these, these pansies that are out here with their complaining and all their talking and these issues that we talk about until eight o'clock, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. What are we talking about? What are we doing? You know, what's the activism? What's going on? What did you do today? Did you get involved somehow? What do you What you do? I mean, did did you do anything? I mean, you know, or or are we just here to talk, 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 talk? You know, blog nothing radio. All the talk that came about and that brought nothing. You know, that's basically what it is. Really is. Nobody backed anything up. Nobody did nothing. It's ridiculous. Anyway, U.S. launches airstrikes in Iraq. Uh, U.S. forces have carried out airstrikes uh, targeting Qatari Hezbollah militants in Iraq uh, after blaming the group for a drone attack that injured three American soldiers in the country's Kurdish region. Airstrikes were launched on Monday night against three facilities used by Hezbollah affiliates. The U.S. Central Command CENTCOM said in a statement, the operation came in response to multiple attacks against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria, including a drone strike earlier on Monday at the Iraqi Kurdish uh, region, Gabriel yeah, Air Base. Um, early assessments indicate that these U.S. airstrikes destroyed the target facilities and likely killed a number of Qatari Hezbollah militants, that Tom said. There are no indications that any civilian lives were affected. The U.S. military will continue to evaluate the effectiveness of these airstrikes. However, the Iraqi government reported 19 casualties, including civilians who were who were injured and a security force member who was killed. The Office of Prime Minister Mohammed Shahid Sadouni Sadini, or whatever the hell their names are, condemned uh, the airstrikes as clearly hostile, undestructive act that does not serve the interests of long-term common interests. Blah blah blah. It added that the, the, the strikes infringe upon Iraq's sovereignty and is deemed unacceptable under any circumstances or justification. Uh, American targets in Iraq and the U.S. forces illegally occupying Syria have come under multiple drone and rocket attacks since the Israel-Hamas war began in October. One of the troops injured in Monday's attack in Israel was left in critical condition. So we have a U.S. soldier there that is in critical condition. Uh, the retaliatory air, U.S. airstrikes were intended to hold accountable those elements directly responsible for attacks and coalition forces in Iraq and Syria and degrade their ability to continue attacks, and Com General Michael Eric Corella said, we will always protect our forces. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those rebels based on Yemen also have launched attacks against the Western targets amid the uh, Israel-Hamas war, targeting U.S. Navy warships and commercial vessels in the Red Sea. Pentagon last week launched an operation with the U.K., France, and other allies to help re- uh, secure shipping traffic uh, after major uh, transport um, uh, firms routed uh, vessels away from the region. 
Biden was briefed on the April attack and his options for retaliatory strikes on Monday while spending the Christmas holiday at the Camp David presidential retreat in Virginia. The president places no higher priority than the protection of American personnel serving in harm's way. White House National Security Council spokeswoman Andrea Watson said in a statement, the United States will act at a time and manner of our choosing should these attacks continue. Blah, 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 blah. All right. So, um, again, what are we doing over there in Syria anyway? What are we doing over there? I mean, uh, I mean, do we have any interest over there in Syria uh, or Lebanon? I mean, should we really be over there anyway? I mean, if Israel's our ally, then we put a base over there in Israel. You know, what are we doing in Syria? Well, Syria cannot be our ally. Um, you know, what are we doing there? Um, I just don't understand. You know, the policy, I thought Trump, well, I thought the, the policy was when Trump moved all the troops out of there, that, you know, which, which I was applauding, which that's what we needed to do. I thought we were done. So, obviously, we're back over there doing our shenanigans, and we shouldn't be. You know, and Iraq, another thing, too. Why, what are we still doing in Iraq? Time to get out of there. We don't need to be over there anymore. If they, they fall apart and crumble, and, and after everything we've set them up with, the infrastructure and uh, uh, the training, if they fall apart and they can't govern, they got to go by way of uh, a Shaw or, I, or Ayatollah the leadership, whatever they got to do. Uh, they got to, you know, do that, and so be it. That These people have been living over thousands of years. This is how they govern themselves. This is what they're all about, you know? Friends with all, alliances with none. You know, we could trade and barter with them, but, you know, we don't need to be, uh, you know, killing this guy, arming this guy to fight this guy, you know, and like I always say, you know, uh, I, I, I like the puppet on the right. I like the puppet on the left. And then you got the person says, hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up, America. Go back to bed. Your government's in control, right? Thanks for all you do. I, I like people when they say that on the face. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> what is all you do? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Uh, shock video. Illegal aliens stream across Arizona border. As crossings hit records, there you go. Why are we not securing our borders? Why? Why? Oh, boy. Let's see here. Let's go to that story here. Let's pull that one up. Oh, boy. Look at this mess. What a mess. What a mess. Play a quick video here. Back here at home to the crisis at the southern border. Record numbers of migrants crossing over this week, and our team was there today as busloads of migrants were released Onto the streets in Arizona, or Julia Ainsley is there. Tonight, Customs and Border Protection overwhelmed by an unprecedented number of migrants crossing the southern border. Nearly 50,000 undocumented migrants crossed in just four days this week, shattering records never seen before. The record levels pushing border stations past capacity. In Eagle Pass, Texas, migrants crossing dangerous waters and waiting by the hundreds to be taken in by Border Patrol. In Arizona, agents dropping off migrants in downtown Nogales to free up space. This single mother from Mexico says she wants to get to family in South Carolina. She said life in the state of Chiapas was too dangerous. We cannot work. There is too much violence, she tells us. With her, migrants from Africa, China, South America, young and old. Officials telling us dropping off migrants like this is a last resort. Here, migrants receive help from nonprofits before boarding buses. 
paid for by the county, then brought to shelters in Tucson. The director of nonprofit Casa Alitas says they need more help or migrants could be left lost and homeless. The funding that we have set aside for our work is not meeting the demand that we've seen. Biden administration officials plan to travel to Mexico next week to talk about curbing the record migration. More people on the move in this hemisphere than that has been the case since World War II. The border crisis leading to more migrant deaths. This horrific video captured just before two young migrants sank under muddy water at the Texas border and drowned. Back in Nogales, thousands continue to arrive overwhelming an already broken system. The acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection tells NBC News his agency is facing a serious challenge and needs more funding from Congress to continue to apprehend migrants who cross illegally. Thanks for watching. Stay updated about breaking news and top stories on the NBC News. All right, there you go. You know, what I would like to see done here, again, we have a guy here running for governor here in North Carolina. Mark Robinson, what I'd like to see done is with this is that uh, North Carolina, all commercial entry points, um, any buses come across state lines, any, anything at all, uh, the, they, they, they get turned around. They're not allowed to enter the state. You know, they're not going to be brought to their lo the social services. And Mike, and I think each county representative, every representative in each county, you heard what that news report said, they go to the county and get county services. No. If you are not an illegal citizen, if you came here illegally, remember what I'm saying here, illegally, illegal, that means you broke the law to get here. You must be detained and turned over to ICE and, and, and brought back to uh, the border. That, it, it, that's the way it's got to be. It has to be that way. It has to be. We cannot house these people. We cannot. It's illegal what's going on. And uh, I propose that, uh, and I think that should be uh, legislation that should be brought right away, right away. Or the governor, one or the other, you like signing executive orders, we'll sign an executive order on that one then, you know, even though they're unconstitutional. But we're dealing with an unconstitutional act. We're dealing with a crime, so what do we got to do? You know, the Constitution is null and void here, and when it comes to this, what are we going to do? How are we going to stop this? We, we know uh, right now states have got to take action. Each individual state and representatives here in this state need to contact other states' representatives and get the legislators moving on these issues. It can be, it, it's so easy to stop. They don't want to secure the border, then the states will secure their borders. There's nothing that says that we cannot secure our borders, our state borders, nothing. And it has to be done. It has to be. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Uh, hello there. Bring the boy. What you bring the boy? Hello. How would you? Wow. Who did you have to blow to have a show? <laughs> well, not, not anybody I can tell you that, but uh, almost illegal. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> Can't let good confusion go to waste. Yeah, well, where's my callers at? I know the call, I may be having a show, but I don't see too many callers on the board. Were they having trouble getting in? I don't know, but phone number 657-383-0616. Press the number one if you want to talk about these issues or some of these issues or uh, that we're uh, 
I'm, I'm bringing up here uh, because, uh, you know, this is the time to speak up and speak out and get your voice documented or to get your voice known and heard and, and to take action, you know, not sit on the sidelines doing nothing. This is what really gets me, you know. And the people out there that don't want to do anything, you know, maybe we should put you on the buses, you know, do a transfer, you know, take illegals, put you guys out, you know. I mean, because this is ridiculous. It really is. New York City festival, festival, uh, festival uh, shut down, Christmas stuff shut down because these people are out there dancing in the streets by Hamas. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You can dance in the street and scream up and down about Hamas all you want. That's your right. But when you start obstructing the rights of other people, and the, uh, then you are violating the law, and you're violating their constitutional rights, and therefore you're committing a crime, and there you will be arrested. Simple as that. You don't have the right to obstruct other people's rights. Very simple. Congress needs to reenact Operation Wetback. <laughs> was a massive U.S. immigration law enforcement deportation program conducted during 1954. Operation Wetback resulted in the forced immediate return to Mexico. I agree. I agree. I agree. You come here illegally. If you break the law... We cannot allow this. You, we've got this. If we break the law and the system breaks down and we allow one, we've got to allow the others. You can't. It's a, it's a breakdown. We've got to have law and order. You can't bend the rules or break them, actually, for other people. They're not coming here for asylum, okay, asylum, because, they're, because their conditions in country is not so good, right, so they, get, so they claim asylum that is better over here. No. That's not how it works, folks. That's not how it works. We're so screwed up, we don't even understand what the laws are, and we don't understand what asylum means. We don't understand. We, We have no clue. People don't have no clue about history. They don't even know about history. Listen, round them up, and let's go. We've got to start taking action here. Simple as that. If you break the Constitution, you disobey the Constitution, round them up. Every state, the legislators in every state, you know, like I just said earlier about the governor, you like signing executive orders even though they are unconstitutional. I disagree with them. You know, but, but, but you know, we're dealing with an unconstitutional act here. These people well, funneling over the border are destroying, putting a strain on our system, on our resources, on our economies. Whether or not they can print the money or not, it's still putting a strain that we cannot handle. Very simple. You know, these, 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 if, you, if you come over here illegally, that's all there's to it. Now, if you come over here legally, then that's a different story. Uh, illegally, no. Uh, again, Iran, Iran, we, we, we uh, hit, hit a couple of targets in Iran, big deal. I would have, I would have, uh, you know, again, again, what are we doing over there to begin with? You know, I don't, I, we should not be over there mingling in other affairs. You know, if you want to be over there on patrol, I, I agree with the aircraft carriers being over there on patrol because you have to protect the, the ships, you know, the, the, the transport ships, the cargo ships, you know, the, the trade. There's not free trade. There's nothing, there's, you know, to enforce free trade, that's, that's, you know, freedom. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody has a right to, to conquer or, or, or be pirate ships you know, or attack innocent people. 
have no right to do that. No right at all. We have to protect. You know, especially a lot of that trade affects the United States also. For God's sake, we don't make anything in this country anyway. It's all got to be imported. Well, I mean, what are we? What's the export import, right? I haven't even looked at that in a couple of years, actually. Oh Lord. Well, let's see here. Oh yeah. So anyway, this is illegal. A stunning video of uh, Lukeville, Arizona, shows thousands of migrants from all over the world lining up to illegally cross into the United States. U.S. border crossing are set to hit a record this month. Well, every month they're hitting a record. That's nothing new. But uh, Customs and Border Patrol C. BP, in a report confirmed migrant encounters have surpassed 250,000 in December alone, on pace to beat the previous record of 269,735 in September. Now, the the 269,735 in September, where are they right now? Where are they? Where did they go? The Biden administration has created the most dangerous national security crisis in history. They've legalized human trafficking of millions, allowed 1.8 million gotaways and are harboring illegals at the taxpayer expense. Treasonous. Impeach, impeach, impeach. Representative uh, Major Taylor Green wrote Tuesday on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it today, the Biden administration has created the most dangerous national security crisis. They've legalized human trafficking of millions, allowed 1.8 million gotaways and are harboring illegals at the taxpayer's expense. This is treason, she said. The CBP uh, report was quietly released the Friday before Christmas. A deliberate move by the Biden administration, according to House of Homeland Chair Mark Green, Republican of Tennessee, he wants as few Americans to see them as possible. By strategically holding the release of these numbers until the Friday before Christmas, Department of Homeland Security Secretary uh, 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 Rowe, I can't pronounce his name, Mayorakis, he has another problem, you know, all these people with these names, you know. You know, a lot of the American names, you know. Uh, Mahim, uh, Talib, you know, all this other nonsense, you know. Get out of here. Get out of here. It's unbashedly showing the full measure of this duplicity, said Green in a statement. These numbers are so bad, he wants a few Americans to see them as possible. The Biden regime has begun taking, tasking airlines with expediting expedi- illegal aliens on private flights across the country without identification of passports, seemingly. And they, uh, they use that word seemingly. That's a code word for the Illuminati, you know. They use that word. I forgot what it meant, but seemingly. I remember reading that years ago. That was stuck in my head. That was a code word for the bankers, seemingly. Uh, uh, anyway, and they bid to disperse the growing number of migrants gathered at processing facilities and border checkpoints, the optics of which are damaging Biden's poll numbers. Oh, boy. But remember, Biden himself openly declared he would flood America with the illegals once he took the White House. Here we go. Let's listen to him say it. This is what he said, right? Remember? This is his campaign promise, if I remember correctly. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Right? That's what he said, right? It sounds a little alert there, a little more alert, right? Not like he does, not like he does today. That's how he talks now. 
I'm Abraham Gonzalez, correspondent with Butterhack News. At December, there has not been a day without the massive crossings of migrants at Eagle Pass. Increasingly large groups of thousands of migrants have arrived at Piedras Negras every day of this month of December. We talked to these asylum seekers who just got off the train. Everyone had heard that the United States is giving them a direct pass to cross the border. ¿Dónde, amigo? Llegando en el tren. ¿Van a buscar asilo? Eh, sí, vamos buscando asilo. Sí, se sí, ha oído que se puede entrar en las redes sociales, la familia que está allá. ¿Qué? ¿Por qué están llegando a Estados Unidos? Que todo el mundo se entrega allá a Piedra Negra y que pasa directo. No me está poniendo peros, que usted entra. The border crisis in Eagle Pass and Piedras Negras has worsened in recent weeks because the arrival of thousands of migrants has forced the closure of an international bridge to vehicles and also the train crossings starting this week causing a situation of disaster. All right. Well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. I mean, you know, it's, 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 the border's wide open. This, I mean, people just don't, I mean, I just like sitting here shaking my head. I'm like, people don't understand it. An open border and creating and, and, and getting these, all this, this funnel of people, this an invasion. Our country is being invaded, invaded. And we're doing, and we're just going on Christmas shopping. You know, I mean, we're not doing nothing about it. We're, we're planning New Year's Eve. Yeah, let's get drunk. Yeah. You know, party. You know, I'm about twenty dollars so I can get my beer. You know, I mean, yeah. I want to get drunk. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's what we care about. I mean, I went to the gym gym uh, two days ago, right? And it's empty. Nobody's going no more. Okay, what happened, to everybody? You know. What the hell? What's going on? It's incredible. It, it just, I just don't understand what the, what the hell with you people. Where is everybody? Come on, man. Where are you? What happened to the patriots out there? Where are you? How could we allow this? How can we, why stop attacking each other? Stop the intermingle fighting with each other. Stop with your policy. Start fighting for your country, for your republic, for your people. Arguing over stupid stuff, dumb, asinine crap. Talking about nothing. That means nothing. It has no impact on your daily life or your future. The conversations now are, that are coming about on a lot of these podcasts. What are we talking about? What are we doing? Why are we not getting together when we talk and talking about plans of action? Okay, yeah, all right, uh, April 14th. Okay, so we got you, 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 you. We're going to be up here. Okay, we're going to do this. All right, we're going to serve this paperwork on so-and-so, Sheriff's Department. Uh, okay, boom. All right, you, all right, what are you going to email out tomorrow? Okay, boom, boom, boom. Why are we not doing that, man? 
We had the communication with each other. Now we don't. They took away blog talk radio now, you see. It's not coming back. Once you lose your freedoms, they don't come back. I warned you and warned you time and time again, and nothing. I saw a little bit of fire there, sparks here and there, but it dwindled away. You know? Because we let these little jokers crawl in here into these into our, our, our conversations and distract us with their bullshit. And then you get on late at night at 1 o'clock in the morning and every other word, F this, F that, F this, F that, F this, F that, F this, F this, F this, F that, F this, yeah, F this, tomorrow, F this. I mean, you can't have a conversation with a little bit of intelligence. I'm not against anyone using their language, you know, whatever they want to use, but the word has a meaning, you know, and you're not applying it right, so... You know, I don't. I don't talk it slang. You know, we're just as bad as the, the as the monkeys, then. You know, or the Zulus and all the other ones, and and, and them coming across the board. I mean, we go, 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 go. Would be like, oh yeah, you know, we're just as bad. Just as bad. Ruin our, ruining our culture, ruining our republic. Talking a bunch of stupid nonsense. You know. Come on, man. Unreal. Oh, boy. Let's see here. All right, I'm trying to read the chat room, guys. All right, 657, you guys want to call in? It's up to you. I don't know if you think, I don't know if I'm having problems. I don't know if the phone lines are working or not. I mean, I got a few people on the board here. Uh, I don't know if you guys can press one and get in or not. I don't know. That, that has been a problem with Blog Talk Radio. We have been unable to communicate with each other that way. The chat room appears to be working. You know? So, I, I mean, uh, I don't know about the phones, though. So I know Sarge has been disappeared a lot lately. I don't know where he's been on my show. I mean, he's been on a couple of the other shows. Pianchi, I don't know where he's been. Uh... There's a lot of people that disappeared off the office. I don't know if they can get in or not. That's the thing. I just don't know. I have no way. And I don't have my other phone here to call call you. I usually, I usually got two or three phones here, and I I can call and see if the phone lines are working. I don't have it. Anyway, tonight we're supposed to be Dr. Uh, uh, Peter Ventura, by the way. He was supposed to be on tonight, but uh, he's MIA, so... I don't know. I guess he might have got tied up somebody. I don't know. You know, I, I, his posse isn't here on the phone board. I know that. So his little click that falls him wherever he goes. So I don't know. He's he's not he's not. Uh, they're not. They're not. That's why I kind of like like a stick and jab them whenever they like when they're listening to him and they try I try to get them you know to say a couple things before they all bolt off the phone line. You know, <laughs> when I take back over, you know. Because because a lot of them, to be honest with you, they're not soldiers. No, I don't think they're soldiers, and I don't think they're Christ Christian soldiers. I don't I don't think they're out there fighting. I think they're go along to get along, cooperating with the system. You know, uh, I don't think there's any activism going on there. I think they're rhinos, and uh, you know, and, and and they go with the norm of what society preaches, and they won't buck the system because they got a lot to lose. They're you know churches, big churches, you know. They're not going to put that in jeopardy. That's big money coming in three times a week, you know? 
They're not going to jeopardize that. So, you know, and that's what it's all about, that too. You know, I want I want people to come on here and that, that are willing to sacrifice, that are willing to, to lay it all on the line, and that are willing to fight and stand up for what is right, stand up for God, country, and family. And if that's what you stand for, if that's what you believe in, then you're with me. All that other fake nonsense, I'm not going to tolerate it. I don't care. Simple as that. You know, we've got to stand up and fight for what's right and, and do what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, I don't care if there's only two of you, three of you, four of you. I'd rather have quality than quantity. Simple as that. All right, we got our first caller here. Oof, I'm getting a little bit worried there if anybody was going to call in here tonight, but I guess somebody can get through. So uh, I, I got numbers on the board. It's the way they're pressing one, but I guess it is working. So let's go with 323. Three. Go ahead there. Merry Christmas, Joe. How you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing okay. I sent you a text to find out if you were doing a show tonight. But well, now you found out. <laughs> I sure did. Didn't I? So how you doing? I'm kind of giving a little lecture here tonight. You know, uh, trying to uh, rally the troops and uh, get people motivated to to get out there. I was talking about the border crisis. I mean. It's insane what's going on. Talk about a little bit of Iran there, bombing Iran. That's what we just did uh, today, I think it was. And, uh, you know, so just trying to rally the troops because 2024 is right where we, we warned about it, we talked about it, and it's coming. And I think this is it's go time this year. Yeah, well, it's been go time for a number of years, but you're right about it. It's getting closer and closer and closer to, um, you know, the eventual collapse of the United States. I didn't know that, um, I'm not, and I'm not going to use the word we because I have nothing. <clears throat> I have nothing to do with the war machine. So I'm just going to say that Congress bombed Iran. I didn't know about it until you just mentioned it. So I'm going to have to look that up later on tonight. And of course, yeah. it's leading us into World War III, which is of course what the globalists want. So I'm doing a show tomorrow if I can get um, word back from Laurieann or from somebody else who is. Um, willing to be my co-host for tomorrow. And, you know, we'll be talking about corruption and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so rallying the troops, well, good luck with that. I've given up on that. You know, if you can do yeah. it, you tell me how. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got to dangle. You got to dangle a carrot in front of them, I guess, maybe, and maybe lead them into the fight, you know, like, you know, get them to the fight, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, you know, they they shouldn't need the carrot. You know, they shouldn't even need the stick. They've been talking about yeah. it for years. We got to do something. We got to do something. And so when you give them on a fucking ass silver platter, all of a sudden everybody is uh, turning around and going the other direction. Eh, what yep. the hell? That's right. That's right. You got that right. It's it's it, it's the bottom. The thing of it is, is this. You know. I just don't think they that, that that they see it serious enough, or they're kind of like the frog scenario where you just keep turning up the heat slowly, and they're just gonna sit there, you know, until they burn up. Because I just I just can't not see the desperate measures that we should not be taking right now with everything that's going on, everything that's transpiring around us. And one, one thing I brought up about the illegal as far as policy goes is me running for public office here in North Carolina. 
I would like to see the legislators uh, uh, get in contact with the governor and uh, secure our borders. This is around the state, state borders, all, all commercial entry points. If, ele- if you're illegal being carted in, you will be turned around and carted out, you know? Well, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Number, number one, you're right on both counts. People don't really see, and they don't understand the, um, the seriousness of what's around the corner. And, yeah, they are experiencing the boiling frog syndrome, and, um, you know, and you know how that works, because people who are being boiled alive, just like the frog, um, they're going to withstand it. You know, it's like Chinese water torture until it eventually hits its mark. But if you slap somebody, um, uh, that will come up faster than, um, you know, just trying to give them facts. But in terms of, um, you know, running for office um, and getting the illegal border uh, sealed off, do you know that officially we have, as of a few days ago, something like, I think in the last border cross, let's say in the last few months, 1,300 people of interest terrorist watch lists who have been seized by the CBP and probably let go. People who are well, coming, yeah. who are known to wow. be terrorists, okay, or associated with people, or associated with organizations that are affiliated with terrorism, and we're letting them in. What kind of fucking nonsense wow. is that? Yeah, and, and, but what about the people that now, and but the people that we're supposed to be letting in, uh, they're not, they're turning them away. You know, <laughs> I don't want anybody in here. You know how many? You know how many yeah, no, immigrants we have in this country right now? We've got forty-nine well, last month. million. Forty-nine million. What was total. that number? I'm not talking about the influx. Million. You know, yeah, forty-nine million residing right here in the United States. That's almost one out of every six people. And and the majority wow. of these people hate America. Uh, they come from countries that. Um, and look, they couldn't make it over there. They took Biden's invitation. They took Bush's invitation. They took, well, not Trump, but Obama's invitation. Come on over, folks. We've got some free bennies for you. You know, you've yeah. got cash in your pocket. We can pay off your loans. And it's bullshit. Well, that was the one thing that Trump did. Did at least at least he preached about it. You know, is, is securing the border, and it scared a lot of them off. You know, I mean, so yeah. at least he preached about it. Did he secure it? No, but but at least he, you know, at least he did, you know, direct ICE to round up a lot of them, and at least he, I mean, he did more than what Obama did. He did more than what Bush did. You know, I mean, I think he should have did a lot more when he had the Republican Senate, Republican Congress, and he had the first two years in office, and he could have did a lot more. Instead, he was too busy worried about other stuff that he should not have been. And then, of course, we had the school shootings. That was a distraction, of course, also. I mean, you notice that those have disappeared lately, which thankfully, thank God, thank God, you know, but I'm just yeah. saying that. Yeah, well, you know, they'll, they'll be around again. Be, yeah, I know. They'll be around again next year. There'll be either Black Lives Matter or Antifa or some other extremist group will be around, and they'll be causing a lot of havoc and damage to, uh, you know, to the United States. Yeah, you know, it's a good thing I'm not president because I would have uh, Gatling guns right at the border. You put your toe in the Rio Grande <laughs> River, you're dead. Simple. Joe, Don't they will use this against me in my that. campaign. Joe, they'll use that against me in my campaign. If I do any type of debate, they're going to use this interview against me. 
Yeah. No, I won't bring it down because there'll be plenty of people on your side who don't want the um, uh, the immigrants here, okay? Because finally, yeah. the illegals and the immigrants in general are making a negative impact enough so that people may be waking up, you know? Um, a few people, yeah, your enemies will say, yeah, look at this right extremist. Who cares? Kiss my ass. The immigrants yeah. are here. They're taking up space. I already went through that nonsense with uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Liberty Dan or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, they didn't have much to say about you after they, he got his little last words in afterwards, and and and, and you're a you're a bigot, you're a hypocrite, and you know an extremist, okay. and you know. <laughs> oh yeah, he said that afterwards. Yeah, he addressed you the next show. Actually, he addressed you. So no kidding. Next show he did. <laughs> yeah. So you know, well, next time he does a show, I, I think we should all crash the chat room. You know, <laughs> I'll go on a show. I'll give him a chance to take a pot shot at me. It only ended up the same anyway with him looking like he does. You know, like I don't. Yeah. You know, I have nothing against the guy. He's not a Marxist, but he'll it'll end up the same because he'll make the same statements, and I'll just show people, and they won't absorb it at all. But I'll show them logically that what he's saying um, sounds good on paper, but in reality is destroying America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, where is the blog talk callers at anyway? Where are all of all our blog talk uh, people at? I'm doing a show. The show's on. Where is everybody? They just giving up on it or, you know, I mean, what's going on? You know, I mean, I see a few oh, people on my board. I see a couple in the chat, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, well you know, you got to, you know, when your time is normally 730 and you start earlier, um, people are No, it's 7 o'clock. You know, no, I always start at 7. No, I always start at seven o'clock on Tuesdays. Well, always. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on, man. Get, get the time right, Joe. Joe, I thought sometimes wonder if you get take a senile pill before you cut. <laughs> you, yeah. I wonder about like, you sometimes. You forget well, a lot. Yeah. Come on, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's all right. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well. Anyway, let's talk about this real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, you, you know, they're trying to challenge my uh, candidacy down here, so I don't know what's going to come of that. Uh, I think January third, I go before the board of elections. Uh, uh, you know, um, they're challenging my uh, my I guess my qualifications to to uh, my notice of candidacy I filed. I don't know what they're trying. I don't know if my paperwork was done right, uh, but the person who's challenging it. Check this out. Is the head of the Republican Party in my county? So how about that? Oh yeah, I remember. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I sent you a text about that. Yeah, you're a um, you're a threat to the norm. You're a threat to the to the good old boys and the good old girls. So yeah, um, they want somebody who's going to play ball. So that's yep. something I would use if I were campaigning and saying, look, um, I'm a threat to these people. That's why you have to elect me. Are you satisfied with the Democrats and the Republicans in your district? If not, yeah. then here I am. You know, something like yep. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think I'm going to post that actually tonight, something along those lines. You're absolutely correct uh, because uh, maybe send out a few letters too. Uh, uh, you know, I'm supposed to, I've been doing that. I do it usually about – I do about 50 a day, 
I try to, you know, you know, send out, you know, mailing drives. You know, I'm gonna be doing the postcards next month. Uh, those postcards that we talked about, you know, maybe my my picture yeah. and what I stand for, you know. But uh, for the most part, I do a letter. I do a, you know, letter. I, I always like to mail. I think that's been successful, you know, uh, with the uh, mailing the letters to the registered Republicans in my district, and then I also hit the unaffiliated voters. Democrats, I don't bother mailing them anything. So there's no point because. And trying to persuade them because number one, they can't vote in the primary, uh, you know, it, for me anyway. Even if they yeah, did change their mind, the primary, in the general right. election, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. but that, that's that way it's got to be. I mean, you know, I mean, so, but I, the Republican. Well, that's but the thing, Joe, that that I wanted to bring up to you is that she, this, 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 this Republican. Her name is uh, I don't know her name. Diane. Diane is her name. Diane, she cha- she questioned me about the same stuff that she's questioning, and didn't want me to run against uh, 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 Mr. Pirtle. Uh, um, last time I ran, she sent me an email, and she questioned me about the same thing. So why wasn't it, it brought up as a challenge last time? Why this time? Why? Because of the casino. It's got to be, you know, because that casino project is huge in this area, and some somebody called me. The night before I was notified, or excuse me, two nights before I was no- notified of this challenge, then they grilled me only about the casino. That was it. They only asked me about the casino. I mean, they didn't care about lower taxes. They didn't care about the gas prices. They didn't care about the economy. All they cared about was that casino. And I said, I'm a dead set against it. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, why don't you know signs? You see all the signs up against it? You know, so when he said, did you see all the signs up against it? Then the red flag started coming up. I'm like, why did he say that? You know, so I'm thinking he was an insider because all the Republicans are for the casino, and I'm the only one against it. So that's got to be what the chance. That's got to be the reason why, the real reason. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thought on their side. Obviously, they're making money off the casino, um, getting votes as a result of the casino, and you're against it. I don't know why you're against it, but if you can. Make it very clear as because to the why. people are against it, Joe. Okay. Because the people are against it. Everybody is against it. They put their foot in their mouth. They they pushed this casino, the idea, and got it. Got the zoning all, all, all and the land uh, picked and everything. And the people came out in droves against it. It shocked them. They weren't anticipating that. So now they're trying to backtrack and, and they don't know what to do. And they're trying to convince the people that yeah, it's a good idea. But everybody is dead set against it. Everybody. Everybody that I spoke to, Republicans and Democrats. So why are they you know, so that's, they don't want it. They don't want it. They, they're going to they're be confiscating 240 acres of beautiful farmland here on 220, a main highway, the main highway 22073 they call it now, and they don't want that land torn up. And they're getting rid of a boy, uh, some kind of kids camp uh, there that that helps out the kids. I forgot the name of the camp. It's uh. Which is where it's been around forever, yeah. So they're closing that down because of the casino, and they're going to close down several other things, and and they're doing that eminent domain, and the land is beautiful farmland. So they're going to develop it, and they just the plans for the development, it's just not going to benefit the county. It's just not going to benefit us. Okay. You know? Well, it'll bring in jobs, but, I mean, if it's going to to replace um, a camp for kids, if the farmland is very, very um, uh, viable, it can produce, you know, either fruit, Food or meat or cattle or something like that, then um, you know uh, most like you know that's going to be a, ne- a necessity in the future. A casino is not a necessity, but the construction of it. When you have the construction of it, the, there's going to be money paybacks to the uh, construction company and to the politicians 
who are helping out the construction companies. So that's one reason why they want the uh, the casino to be built. Well, they're they're out of they're out of state and out of town developers. So that's another thing that pissed off people. So you know we and they're they're doing this around the county. They're tearing up a lot of our land. They want listen. Rockingham County is a farm. It has a lot of farms and a lot of natural land that's been this way forever. And we've lost a lot of farmland over the years to development. And people are tired of. They don't want any more. People don't like the traffic. They don't like the out-of-towners coming in here. They don't want the crime increase. And besides, you have the city of Reedsville with an abandoned, abandoned strip mall that is plenty big for a casino. It's been abandoned for the last 15 years. Why not in downtown Reedsville put the casino there? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good Makes question. Sense. So, I mean, look, it sounds to me like you have good reasons as to why the casino should not be built. You know, if you articulate it uh, well, and if you have the backing of the people behind you, then you've got one issue, which is a arrow in your quiver. Yeah, and that and that that's been one of the reasons why I I I I took I stuck with the casino issue. You know, uh, because, you know, and plus they lied, to, you know, I'm not going to lie to the people. And a lot of these people campaigned on that, and then they turned around and switched their, you know, pulled up old okey-doke and went ahead and said, well, we're supporting it. And when they came out in droves during these town hall meetings, I mean, I'm talking about in droves uh, against it, I said, well, you know, let me look at this plan and look at it, and it doesn't benefit the county, it doesn't benefit us. And I said, uh, you know, I'm going to go with the people. Listen, I have to go with the people regardless. If the people of my, if the people in my county don't want something, I have to go with what they really want. You know, that's why, you know, especially if they elect me on that issue, you know. That's what I always thought. That's what I always thought. You always have to stick with the people. You know, the people, that's what the founders always said. Listen to the people. The people have the reasons, and, 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 and we, we always have to stick with what the people's will is. I mean that's what the, that's what our 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 our, uh, our uh, republic is all about, you know. So I think I just lost Joe. He got disconnected. He got kicked off, maybe. So Blog Talk Radio could be experiencing uh, more problems, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. So anyway, six five seven. Those of you that are still on the line or trying to get through it, six five seven three eight three zero six one six. Again. There has to be another alternative, folks. Do you, those of you that are listening, there has to be an alternative. Yeah, there's Joe. He's back on again. Let me let me uh, connect you, Joe. To reconnect you, I guess you got dis- disconnected there. Let me reconnect you. There you are. You're back on, Joe. Go ahead. You hear me? Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened, but um, got disconnected. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, this is the, well. Let's t- go back to this. Again, we have to come up with a new platform if we're going to keep everybody together here on Blog Talk Radio. I've got the Zoom. Uh, you know, I, I got the pro account. It's just like Blog Talk Radio. You get a studio. You got a studio. You can call in or you could do video. You can log in through video. You know, I mean, you can get up to 100 live callers. So, you know, why not use um, – yeah, it looks like Robert is having some problem on getting in, getting his show start. start say. So yeah, you see, these are the. This is this is what it's it's uh it's nonstop. Blog talk radio, folks. I believe it's finished. I believe it's done. I don't think I think they're doing this. They're just phasing it out now. Because if you look at all the number of shows that have been up, they're they're dwindling on blog talk radio. If you look at the shows that are coming on, the same shows aren't there anymore. 
Well, everybody's fed up with the technical difficulties that um, Blog Talk Radio is presenting. And um, if Robert, you know, if Robert's having trouble, I was planning on having a show tomorrow. And the woman that I am invited to be my co-host, Laurie Ann, isn't available. She's having problems with her show, you know, yeah. right? So, um, you know. You want to use the Zoom? You want to do the Zoom? Do you want to use the Zoom? Uh, well, the thing is, if, you know, I don't care which, you know, people can use whatever platform that they think is good. The thing is, is that with Blog Talk Radio, at least you have a chance of people who don't know you to see a show and then to, and then to listen to it and call in. I don't know if that, if that can be done with Zoom, but if people have yes. a following, all they got to do is just, you know, send out an invitation and have the same people show up. So um, uh, if you want to do Zoom, give me the details so that I can call in. And um, okay. I, I would rather call in than have a show myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that to, to answer your question about the Zoom, on the pro account, the Zoom link and meeting ID goes out on a platform goes out and, and people that use Zoom will see the meeting and they can try to get in if they want. It's like an open thing. It's not a closed door meeting. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a webinar. All right, well, okay, so. Okay, send me the details so that when I punch in the right numbers that I get in there. Because last time um, there was, um, I couldn't, I didn't have access. So. Yeah, I know. Sure I'm trying. I, yeah. All right? All good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you got the login credentials right when I was in the middle of doing the Zoom, and it was pretty packed who we had in there already. And you probably, I probably, I could probably be, couldn't get them to you the right way. So, but uh, you know, I, I'll try to make sure everybody gets them. If you had an email address for me, I'd be able to freaking email you the, the stuff, and it'd be a heck of a lot. And you could just click on the link and get in, you know. So, that's the best way yeah, of doing you, it. Texting is texting is good too. All I have to do is just click on the uh, the link in the text. Laurie Ann sent me a link, um, yeah. you know. So if, if all it takes is just one particular link, just make sure that the instructions are clear, okay? Yeah. And just yep. text me. Yeah. Just text me. All right, I'll see what I can do on that. What time do you want to do it tomorrow, just out of curiosity? Well, if you're going to do it, I'd like to do it around 7, 7, a. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're, you know, the normal right. time that your show's on. Well, have Robert. Obviously, you're in touch with Robert. And you said you're trying to do it on Robert's show. So if Robert still can't get in tomorrow around 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock to program the show or get it up and running, he thinks there's going to be a problem, then I'll uh, start, I'll get the Zoom up and running. You know what I mean? It's where he gives us a few hours to promote it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, Robert doesn't have a show on Wednesdays, okay? His show's on Fridays. I was thinking of doing an impromptu show tomorrow, which is Wednesday. But if you're going to have the Zoom, like I said, I would rather call in to your show rather than, than host mine, unless I'm having a specific agenda, um, like uh, like what I've done with uh, questioning people, um, you know, and giving them the interrogation that I like to do. But if yeah. I'm not going to do that, I would rather, you know, yeah. I would rather be on your show. Speaking of that, I would like I wish I could get a debate with the guy that I'm running against here and have you be the moderator for that, man. I would really like that. <laughs> you know? it, it wouldn't you know? it wouldn't take longer than a half an hour to expose him. That you know. You <laughs> yeah. wouldn't need two hours to expose me. Yeah, All right. Yeah, Just take yeah, an yeah. hour top. 
Well, I'd like to do that, man. You know, I mean, I want to debate this guy. I think, you know, it's, it's time to get me. If I can get a debate out there, you know, I mean, I know they got a local TV well, station down here. Debate, that, you know. Tell the guy to show. Tell him you got Zoom. And say, hey, look, whatever his name is, um, I'll be glad to debate you anytime um, about any issue. And then prepare yourself, like I keep telling you. You need to have yeah. preparation in, in a private interview so that when you do the public interviews, you'll be You'll be uh, you'll be very prepared. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, many a lot of the issues are self-explanatory now with what what I got to run on. I mean, the basic issues are very simple. I mean, inflation is terrible. The prices are terrible. I mean, here in North Carolina, <clears throat> right away, suspension of the gas tax. You know, get rid of that right off the bat. You know, I think the state income tax needs to go. You know, uh, I'd really like to see the state sales tax go. I mean, I don't see why we need that anyway. I mean, New Hampshire doesn't have a sales tax. You know that, how, that, how much money that would save people right there? You know, so, you know, um, there's lots of implementations of things that can be done. There's a lot of money that's missing. I've, I've been noticing a lot of pro, uh, money that this, uh, we've been given that just it disappears. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that could be, has to be fixed. Again, you know, we got to start someplace, start locally, uh, you know, and I mean, I just don't have the money to run as a governor or, or, or a United States representative. I just don't have the money to travel from every, to every county, you know, I, and, I, and I'm not good at raising money. I'm not a good fundraiser. I got to learn how to do that better. That's the only thing I really haven't studied out too much, you know. Yeah, you better learn those tricks of the trade. Otherwise, you're going to be dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I just feel uncomfortable about, you know, going out there demanding money from my constituents, you know, or asking for money. I mean, I just don't, I don't know, it's just one of those things. But, yeah, you're right, that's something I have to overcome, you know, and because, uh, you know, the people got to really fund my campaign. It's not, I mean, I can't spend my money, you know, well, that doesn't make logical sense, you know. <laughs> well, no, you got to you know, spend just, your money, too. I mean, like, if the people don't know you that well, you're going to have to spend money to make money. So, yeah. perhaps to have a presence you have to be sure that whenever anybody asks you a question and they're going to be the enemy you know how to answer it in such a way that makes an impression on the people so yeah. you can't falter you can't stumble you can't stutter you got to be sure of yourself yeah yeah you're right you're right you're absolutely correct and you get somebody I mean, uh, on the other side of the fence right like who's like me and he yeah. comes after you uh, you're dead meat yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, right. I don't know, Joe. I've had people come after me here on just having our conversation. And you, man, you interviewed me before, and you said I did perfect. So what do you thought? You know, remember when no, we I did that one-on-one? No, on one? no, you did well when we were on um, Inez's show. But you're going to have to toughen up when it comes to going out of that particular BTR arena and you're going into the real world, and then the people are prepared for you, okay? Yeah. I, I was nice. If somebody comes after you who's not nice, you're dead meat. Yeah. Okay, because their, yeah. their aim is to try to make you look bad. But to prepare yourself, and you know what you're talking about, and you have the foundations very, very strong in your mind, and you come across differently. You have to be different than everybody else. Once you do that, yeah. okay, then you're going to make an impression. You're going to come across everybody else. You're wasting your money, Joe. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Well, 
I think I got a good shot. I looked at the numbers last time last time we ran in the 24% that I got. And if you look at all the precincts that were, I, I picked up, you know, the numbers were actually pretty close. You know, it was just like two precincts that he really did. He, he was two to one on me on the votes, you know, but all the other ones were, you know, it was pretty close. We didn't have high turnout because of the COVID nonsense too, you know. We didn't really have to only like to think like well, seven thousand people showed up for the primary. Pretty, you, yeah, you did pretty well. Somebody for the first time running for that particular seat in North Carolina. Right now, yeah. they know about you. Okay, you might have come, yeah. you know, right out of the uh, right out of the shadows and and you surprised them. Now they might be a little yeah. bit prepared for you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right about that. You're right. That was good uh, analyzation of that. All right, well, anything else, anybody? Anybody else out there want to contribute here tonight? Uh, I mean, I've pretty much covered everything I, got, I want to cover here tonight. Um, uh, it's a low turnout tonight for Blog Talk Radio. People are having trouble getting in, I guess, from what I'm reading in the chat room. Six, yeah, five, it's seven, also three, three, the, three, the day after Christmas, too, so people still, um, you know, I they, don't doing care the, about that. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, but you know what? We're, this is life or death here. We're, we're struggling, you know, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, surviving here as a country, you know, Christmas and all that other stuff, put that in the back burner, you know? As far as I'm concerned, you're right, because Christmas, everything about the United States is going downhill. And like I've said multiple times, either next year, 2024 or 2025, that's the end of the United States. There will be an economic crash and absolutely will be coming um, a sociological crash as a result of the economic crash. And I'm going to have to look up uh, that the Congress bombed Iran. Are they fucking crazy? World War Three is right around the corner then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what happened, all right. You know, it happened yesterday or last night, one or the other. It just happened, just happened. So, no, yeah, actually, no, it happened I today. Well, I did my research at night anyway, or early morning. But um, I'll look into it um, later on tonight or um, or in the early morning. But, um, see, I mean, there's no reason to bomb Iran. There's no reason to get involved with uh, Israel, Hamas, et cetera. And yet we're, we're, we're allowing 1,300 people who are listed as special interest people, you know, special interest. In other words, they don't just come from terrorist countries. They've been involved in some sort of uh, nefarious activities that the um, the government knows about, and they're letting these fuckers in. To me, Biden's yeah. a traitor. Yes, he is. Contempt of Constitution, one or the other. Yeah, U.S. launches airstrike in, Ira- in Iraq. Uh, uh, also, uh, the U.S. forced to carry out airstrikes. Uh, the airstrikes were launched on Monday night against three facilities used by Hezbollah. So, uh, yeah. So and uh, Iraq let's see here. Iraq. Um, I could have sworn it was Iran. That's what I could have I don't know. I'm looking, reading it right now. Uh, okay. uh, the operation came in response to multiple attacks against U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria. So it, it, the, the bombings, it says, including a drone Ooh, okay. uh, strike earlier on Monday at the Iraqi Kurdish region. So we got attacked in Iraq. So, yeah, we attacked Iran. Right. Yes, okay. Iran. Yeah. No, it, yep. no it's, it said Iraq and Syria. You just said uh, it wasn't Iran. 
No, they, somebody attacked our people in Iraq and, and right. Syria. Yeah, but did we, did we bomb Iran as a retaliation or what? Well, uh, our troops got attacked first. Okay, it's Iraq. It's not Iran, all right? Because if, if you're not seeing Iran there in the paper, then let's just uh, let's just be grateful <laughs> that it wasn't Iran, all right? Because otherwise we'd be in uh, we'd be in deeper shit than we are now. The Iraqi uh, well, war has been not. going on for over twenty years, so that's nothing new. Yeah, no, I know that, but I'm just saying I thought because one it was Iran. I my eyes my eyes are playing tricks on me right now. Cause I could have sworn yeah, it what, what was that. You're calling me senile? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you got me on that one there. Yeah. Huh? Man, what the yeah, hell is going on here? I could have sworn it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the thing is, that's why you got to be prepared, Joe. Prepared for everything. Because when you're coming up against somebody in any interview, because um, you did make the news. Remember, that video of yours is up there on YouTube, okay? Yeah. But. You can't come across as the normal, everyday candidate. You have to be different. Much different. Oh, yeah. And you can do it. Okay? You can do it. Oh, I know I could. I know I could. You're absolutely correct. And I will do it. (laughs) Let's put it that way. I will do it. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Iraq. I could have sworn I read Iran someplace. Who knows? They could have took it down and rewrote it. Who knows? You know, I mean, I, maybe yeah. my eyes aren't playing tricks. Yeah, you, know, you never know. Yeah, you never know, maybe. man. Oh yeah, well, that's a possibility. That's like in the novel 1984 when. Um, yeah, uh, we got another caller here, Joe. Thank you. We're at war. Huh? We got another caller here. Three one four. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, you guys, waking me up. There, What's there you are. On? You know, I was listening. Joe, you're absolutely right. He's got to be different. And you ain't no telling what yeah. terrorist is already in this country. But did you hear where Intel is building a $25 billion computer chip company in southern Israel where they just ran people out? Now, my question is this. Intel is an American company. Why come they don't build that in the United States and hire Americans? You mean to tell me partial posts and everything else don't work where you can ship stuff to that part of the region if you want to? That's the kind of crap yeah. that gets on my nerves. And then they're going to be asking for subsidy, tax breaks, and every other damn thing. That's a bunch of bull crap. That's why they're doing it. That's why they're over there. They're passing off their goods when they come back to the States to something like foreign goods and probably get a tax break that way and then um you know they reduce their their expenses so you know that's why uh, that's the theory behind these companies leaving america to go over there it's because the goddamn politicians the the company should stay right here we should have no federal reserve no no debt and our economy would boom with the kind of education well uh, the education the kind of resources that we have the kind of um foundation of america that we have and then the entrepreneurs coming out of the woodwork and engaging in capitalism if we didn't have these corrupt politicians we would be the premier country that we were supposed to be in terms of of commerce and trade you're goddamn right and joe gibson 
don't let people confuse what's going on over there with some bag with religion. It has nothing to do about it. It's about greed, and we see it. It's about greed. They use all these other pretexts as a way to get the emotions out of people. It's nothing but about greed. Money goes over there in all different forms and come back around and finds its way into the coffers of these politicians' campaign coffers, and then they do whatever the heck they want to do with them without any recourse whatsoever. It's just a big ripoff, man. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. It sure is. And then the taxes. They're talking about raising. Could you imagine how well off we would be if we weren't paying in taxes all this money that's going abroad for aid, aid going down into South America, and the people are fleeing, fleeing forces that we send aid to these countries in order to fight? It just don't make no damn sense. We are being bamboozled completely out of our damn socks. Yeah. Well, one guy was on here was saying what his taxes were going up thirty five percent or something, so I don't know how the hell you can afford that thirty five percent increase. I mean, that's insane. You know, I mean I mean, how do you afford that if that's happening across you know, in a lot of other places across this country? And how the hell do you afford that thirty five percent increase in one shot? You're not supposed to be able not to afford it. It's part of the it's part of the plan of the globalists to bring down America. We've been talking about it for years. This is now reaching its apex. I'm looking for certain signs that will show me that it's really going to. We're, we're in the quickening right now, but in a few more years, I expect um, what I'm looking for to appear, which will then show me that the uh, the globalists are making the final move. America is going down. The uh, the so-called elite. I don't call them elite. They're the scumbags of the earth. Going to be hiding out of the bunkers like scared rabbits, and they're going to have to stay. They don't know it. They're digging their own grave. Um, yeah. But America, America and the world is not going to survive beyond 2025. Well, there you have it. The prediction: 2025, Joe. <laughs> wherever you yeah. may be, wherever I'm at, <laughs> if I'm on here, I'll well, say, "Remember, Joe." You know, look what's happening: taxation, the inflation, the debt. All of that is leading to an economic collapse. We could have had an economic collapse any time. Do you know how how easy to have an economic collapse? All you have to do is have one station, CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of the um, of the traders. All they have to do is say, in um, Los Angeles today, um, it was the Federal Reserve notified um, the banks that they are going to have a bank holiday. And then people will run to the banks to get the money out, but they won't be able to get money out. Then it'll spread around to the other larger cities, and bang, you've got an economic collapse in a few hours. It's just that easy. That's just the way it is. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. We don't need a damn Federal Reserve. The U.S. Treasury Department can do that. And you don't have to be borrowing money through bonds and paying it outlandish interest that's going to be close to a trillion dollars or more. I would tell them I ain't, we ain't paying no interest. That's it. There's no interest of being paid, and we're doing away with you. And the U.S. Treasury can take the position to put the place of what the Federal Reserve is doing. Well, well this is this is one of those cases where I uh, happen to agree with you, Pistanky, for um, 100%. The Federal Reserve is not needed, period. 
It's making money off sucking the, the economic lifeblood off the United States through these bonds that people are buying. When they don't buy the bonds, the Federal Reserve buys them. It's called monetizing the debt. That's how they make billions of dollars a year, which they don't have to report to Congress. They're under no judicial review whatsoever. Ain't that something? Above the law. Yeah. Above the law. That's right. And if they were replaced, as he was talking about, with the the constitutional uh, provision of the Treasury with um, with gold, uh, gold and silver coins, we would have not one penny of that. Not one. Incredible. Incredible. It's incredible, man. And people, but people don't understand the monetary system. They don't understand the banking system. So, you know, they can't get it. They don't understand it, Joe. I know. And that's going to be part of your platform as well. Because if some, uh, you know, you're eventually some, some reporter or somebody from social media is going to be asking you about, well, Mr. Gibson, what do you think uh, your particular plan is to restore faith um, in the United States economic uh, system? You're going to have to explain about the Federal Reserve. And you have to do it in such a way that you don't come off as an extremist. Yeah, I know. I know. you got to be careful with that. You know, when you talk, talk about end the Fed and everything, you know, people panic about that, yeah. you know? That's right. Yeah, absolutely correct. And another thing, no student should be getting a loan for a college degree that doesn't have the possibility of them earning from that degree, money to pay off the loan. Hell, there's all sorts of services out there that tells you what type of job is going to be needed and an estimate of what they're going to be paying. So if a student want to come in and get $110,000 loans to be a damn librarian, hell no. <laughs> they shouldn't have these loans. You know you know why Harvard is charging, what is it, $100,000 a year now? Or um, what, seventy thousand dollars a year? Not not including books, which cost what uh, three hundred dollars for textbooks, because the government is subsidizing um, um, uh, um, everybody, not just Americans, I, um, but everybody, all the all the college students who want to go to college, and they're subsidizing probably those with the H one B visas. Two hundred fifty thousand students from India and from across the seas taking up space in our college um, colleges and universities and thereby replacing the American student. There's a lot that can be done, but it takes people to wake up, and that's not going to happen. Well, you know, I get bombarded with questionnaires, you know, for people that want to endorse, you know, that want to endorse candidates and whatnot. And, you know, like Planned Parenthood sent me a questionnaire last time around, you know, uh, Campaign for Liberty. You know, they ask me to fill out these Mm -hmm. questionnaires, and, you know, and then if I answer them right, they'll endorse me, you know. So uh, there was one from the teachers' union that sent me uh, a question the uh, last week. At, uh, I forgot the name of the, the organization, but it was about the uh, you know you know school choice and, and, and vouchers. What, what's your opinion on that, Bianchi? School vouchers for private private schools? <laughs> a, a, a family, a parent. See, you have parents out here that is poor, but they are functional, Joe. Just yeah. because they are poor 
does not mean that they are not functional. That is, when their child go to school on the first day, they know the things because the parents and family has worked with that child to make sure that they are prepared the rigors of what they are getting into. Now, just because that parent is poor does not mean that their child that's well-prepared needs to be sitting in a classroom where kids are coming from families that's not preparing them. That don't make sense. So let that parent take their child and put them wherever they feel is best for the educational outcomes of that child and let the money follow the child. That's the way it should be. So we should use public tax dollars for uh, uh, private school vouchers? You can use public tax dollars wherever that parent needs to use it. It can be tutoring. It can be an online class. It could be wherever that parent needs. It could be, you know, you had one lady, you had two cases, one in Ohio and the other one was up on the East Coast, where a mother was staying with her father and enrolled her child in the adjacent school district because the one that her father lived in was just totally terrible. And she went to jail. They said she was stealing money because she didn't live in the school district. Well, if she had had the ability to take the money that's being allocated to her child sitting in that terrible school district and pay for the tuition in the other one that she wanted to enroll the child, then everything would have been cool. You know, okay. that's a very okay. – that's a nail-picking subject with me when it comes down – because I, I think it's just a total disgrace. And, you know, here I go on the racial kick, Joe. It's a shame, Joe. It is a shame what goes on in these black school districts with these poor kids. These kids don't ask to be failures. It's because of the politics, the lack of dangerousness in the family and the parents. That's why come this stuff is going down the way it is. Yeah, I agree. I kind of got to agree with you on that one there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, I filled out the questionnaire, so I agreed with everything what you just said, basically, on, in the questionnaire. I said, yeah, you know, kid, we should, uh, you know, give more uh, money to uh, private vouchers for uh, private schools for kids that qualify, you know. Well, I'm of the so, I'm of the other opinion, and I have to admit I haven't looked into it. But for me, I'm a libertarian. I want very very few allocations of funds by the government to um to the citizens in general, because the more money is being spent and given to the citizens, the more money is going into the pocket of the Federal Reserve. If we had the free market, if we had um, non-corrupt politicians, honest politicians who just left everything alone. The free market would take care of every type of problem that's out there. Before the Federal Reserve came along, there weren't, you know, I don't think there was inflation. The Federal Reserve came along, and there was inflation, deflation, um, cycles of uh, ups and downs. Um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Anytime any kind of money comes from the government, it comes out of our pocket to go to somebody else's pocket. Now, like I said, I haven't investigated the um, the problem about vouchers, so I'll, I'll probably have to do some more investigation about that. But one thing that that impresses me, and I may be wrong on that, for people who have vouchers, I don't see how they can take their kid, take them out of one particular district, and just place them in another school. Let's say, for example, um, certain college students had a voucher program, 
and they could go to Harvard, Yale, and Princeton as a result of the vouchers. What about those kids who applied to Harvard, Princeton, Yale, got admitted? Harvard, Princeton, Yale, just like a high school, if you can only have a certain amount of people, right, as students. If I have a voucher and I want to send my kid to this particular school, that's not a guarantee that that school is going to take my kid. Might not have room. So I see a log jam there. But like I said, I haven't investigated it. Um, and I, you know, and I should, but I'm already admitting I'm, um, I'm not, um, up to date on the particular topic. Let me help you a little bit, Joe. Now the federal government has nothing to do with this. See, people think that the, the money that pays for their school district comes from your local concerns. Now, the only way federal money enters is when a local school district take on a program like ROTC. If a local school district applies and the parents applies and qualifies for a free and reduced lunch, which the federal government pays for part of it, then they are required to meet federal standards, like letting you you you, you have to have uh, transgender bathrooms, for instance. Because in St. Louis, you have two school districts of I know of, Clayton and Ledoux, that are public school districts, and they receive about 95 97% of their funding comes from the people in the community as far as taxation of property and so on, so on, so on. So the people that's taking that school money, the voucher, it's their money because they've paid into it. It's not coming from the federal government. Federal government has nothing to do with it, nothing whatsoever, unless you engage in a federal program. And many people don't like to engage in federal program because along with it comes stipulation. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to open up your country for same-sex marriage and abortion on demand. It's that kind of crazy mess. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, this is uh, I think what they sent me right here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, this wasn't it. This wasn't. It. I'm trying to find it. What 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 organization it was that uh, sent it to me about the uh, the with the, with the questionnaire? Cause it, it talks about some of the things that you were talking about. And uh, I wanted to ask you your opinion on it. I already filled it out, though. And there were, there were some tough questions on there, actually. You know, I had to get get some stuff straight. You know, I, to stand on to like you said, these issues are going to come up, and they and they and they go pretty they go in pretty deep, actually. So and it concerns our children and schools and public education, you know, and taxpayer tax tax money, you know. So, uh, but uh, I'm trying to damn find it. I can't find it. See, teachers' unions are against that because a teacher – see, there's no requirements like making a manufactured item like an automobile that has to meet standards. If not, it goes back in the dustbin. See, there's no requirements for a child to academically succeed. But that school district, that building, those teachers get paid anyway. And then when they get paid, because this is just a marvelous thing we got here, they turn around and pay dues to the teachers' unions. That's why when you look at any major city, 
the head of the teachers union is probably earning two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. They buy off your state politicians. They don't have to buy off the federal because, like I said, federal has nothing to do with it. They buy off your state politicians to keep them from going along with what parents want. Parents, when you talk about parents, parents should have what's called fundamental rights over their child. Just like women say we have the right over our body, but when it comes down to giving parents fundamental rights over their children, they don't want that. Like Joe Biden said, those are our kids. See, those are our kids. Because they want to take those kids and not educate them. So that at that point, sometime in the future, they will be a dependent upon government this and government that. They will not learn. They will not take on the skills where they can compete with not only the rest of their peers, but also the world. And that's not happening. That's why you have oh, you made the number of Indians that's coming into this country. Well, when you look at the major jobs, your high-paying science jobs, your medical jobs, those are foreigners that's knocking them down. Those are not American yeah. students. Yeah, this came from this came from uh, actually it was it came from the North Carolina General Assembly, the North Carolina Association of Educators. That's what it's from. So, uh, and uh, it, it was a questionnaire about the. Um, uh, let's see here for email private government relations department. So yeah, yeah. So so one of the executive directors or whatever sent me a questionnaire saying, you know, can you fill this out if you're looking for our endorsement? So so but I saw it doesn't you know, but it, yeah, it asked a lot of tough questions about you know tax tax dollars and asked some of those questions about school choice and everything. And uh, you know, um, you know, it, this is what it says to me. It says we appreciate your interest in serving citizens of North Carolina through public office, public school educators. Know firsthand the dedication and perseverance a calling to public service it requires. They also understand that elected leaders make decisions that impact their classrooms, profession, and personal lives. As such, they must hear directly from you. The North Carolina Association of Educators will be considering candidates for the uh, NC General Assembly for recommendations to members and NCAAE Government Relations Commission, GRC, for the 2024 elections. The process begins, blah, 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 with the questionnaire. To be considered for endorsement and interview for the March primary, candidates must return a completed questionnaire. So, and then, you know, and it goes into all the questions. I can't open up the questions. Well, I already sent it off to them. But, yeah, but that's the stuff that I'm getting hit with. I'm getting hit with dozens of these, you know? Yeah. Just listen what they asked you, Joe. Just yeah. listen real closely. They want to recommend you. You're supposed to be a product of the people of your district, the constituents. You're supposed to be working on their behalf, not special yep. interests, and that's yep. what they're doing. We uh-huh. vote, okay. and they buy your politicians out from under you, and that's the way it is. That's why things are all jacked up. Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right, man. You know, you're absolutely correct. You can't be bought off or paid off or influenced. You know, to vote one way or a certain way, you got to vote for what your constituents want. And what they, you know, what they stand for, and what they believe, you know. And that's why with the casino issue, that's what Joe was like, you know. Well, you know, why are you against it? And you think, you know, it's not going to bring jobs. It's going to bring ten dollar an hour jobs that are, you know, part time work. You know, it's got a casino, and it's going to bring in what? It's going to bring in people from uh, across the state border that are just going to come here, gamble, and leave. You know, that's what they're going to do. Because I'm right here on the state line. You know, that's what that's what's going to happen. So, and if you look at the studies of casinos, they really don't help the economy out at all, the local economies in their communities. 
So I've read the studies. No, so, they don't. You know? They benefit a small group of people, a cartel, that turn around and they contribute campaign dollars to politicians. That's the majority yep. of the people do not benefit from it. It's just a small bunch, like your Kathy Hughes there in Virginia trying to get people in Richmond to go along with her scheme on opening up a casino. You had Al Sharpton going into the churches, talking to blacks in the churches, getting them to come out and vote. They will not benefit from that. It's going to be her and a handful mm-hmm. of her partners that's going to benefit from that. That's right. That's right. You're right. I didn't hear about that's that casino project in Virginia. In the casinos um, years ago, it was supposed to benefit the Indians, but and everybody thought that I forget uh, Mohawk, Mohegan, uh, the Mohegan, the Mohegan Sun, yeah, National Pequots and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, and um, I think 50% of the casino was owned by people who were not Indians, and I think the Indians had. Um, um, I, I don't think they had a, minor, um, uh, a majority interest in the casino. I think they had a minority interest in the casino, which meant that the Indians did not benefit the way that the press made people think that they would. People have to be careful. Uh, people don't know issues. Um, yeah, what can I say? I mean, I've been saying that the people, uh, people in America have been dumb for years, but I also say I don't blame them. That's the result of propaganda. It's the uh, Chinese water torture of CNN, MSNBC, the academics in school who are brainwashing our kids. And uh, what was it, about a month ago, five weeks ago, the, the results came out um, about third graders, either third or fourth graders. They received the lowest scores in American history. And we're not going to get better from there. We are approaching, like the movie, Idiocracy. We are raising stupid people. I know. Bad. Bad. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, God. And, you, and you know what else? We, when I say we, people with like minds, like agendas, the say the republic, so on and so on, we got to stop arguing amongst each other on useless, no go nowhere topics. We argue yeah. too much. It wastes too much energy. Bring about these sentiments. I don't like you. and ain't going to work with you because you don't. That's a bunch of books. Stop that. It goes yep. nowhere. It's the defeatist attitude that comes out of that. We should not be arguing amongst each other. We should come up with solutions. Everyone is intelligent, highly intelligent. People are overzealous. Yep. Don't argue with each other on these go-nowhere topics. Imagine, Bianca, imagine what, after our generations are wiped out, what's left? Think of the, what they're, like you just said, the stupefying uh, educational system, how the people today are so dumbed down. Imagine what these kids today, imagine them as leaders, what our country's going to look like. Oh, Lord, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we are in I've, big done trouble. I've done the listening of, um, of the future. With the kids now that they're in fourth and uh, what I say, third grade, fourth grade, so they're going to be eight years, nine years of age now. Ten years from now, they're going to be 18, 19. Twelve years from now, 2021, they're going to be entering the military. They're going to be entering jobs with uh, the government, and 
they're going to be entering in the in the private sector. They will not know how to handle reality. They don't know. They won't know what reality is. Yeah, they're not in reality. That's for sure. Let me take two one four here. Go ahead, two one four. Go ahead. Hi, this is Gunslinger. Two one four. Hey, how are you? Oh, here, there, cooler in Texas. It's getting cold. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> as long as there ain't no snow, you keep the snow. Yeah, keep the snow. <laughs> you guys get snow, it shuts down there, huh? You guys lose your power and everything, huh? Well, just a little bit of snow here in this area, around the Dallas area, will totally shut North Texas down. I mean, zip wow. and stock the sidewalks roll up at five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm serious. Airport shut down. Everything shuts down. Just for just a few inches. It's, yeah, we don't know. We can't handle. We can't handle snow down here. Now it does snow in Texas in in uh, Panhandle up there. They get blizzard conditions up there, but down here around Dallas Fort Worth, geez, a few inches, we're sunk. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> What's, what's the Second Amendment news out there in Texas? What's going on? Well, you know, everything needs to be, you know, gearing toward the Second Amendment. You know, Texas is one of the most friendliest gun states in the whole nation. So, you know, and we plan on keeping it that way. Okay. Unlike these other states, especially like California, Chicago, New York, and all these other hostile states which are anti-gun, anti-American, and anybody that's in it is that category. If you don't like guns, if you don't like the three Gs, gun, God, and guts, get the hell out of the country. We don't want you. What use are you? Yeah. Good. You know, simple. Un-American. Unpatriotic. Unpatriotic. You're a communist. I mean, if you don't yeah. like the founding of the way this country did and in, in way it's way that it should be run, which is not right now, but it should be, uh, if you don't like that way the founding fathers set this thing up, the hell out of the country. You know, you're just you know, there's other countries out there that will accept you. There's there's boats and airplanes leaving this continent every every day. Get your ass on one of them. But you have to sit here and bitch, moan, and groan. Oh, oh, we got to ban guns. We got to do this. If there wasn't no guns, there wouldn't be no violence. Yeah, right. You know how that rhetoric goes. <laughs> I had a family member. I had a family member. The the boyfriend bought. I'm not gonna say names, but the boyfriend bought. She's a teenager, 16 years old, and the boyfriend bought her a BB gun, and the family's flipping out. Flipping out over a BB gun. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. A BB gun. Jesus yeah. man. Need psychological yeah. help yeah. now. Yeah, I know. One, my God, crazy! It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> I know, man. But I, this is the mentality. I was, nine, I was nine years old when I got my first BB gun. One of them daisies, you know. I think it was from Sears and Roebuck. Yeah, the little pump ones, the yeah, the little hand pump ones. <laughs> yeah, I got the little hand pump. Yeah, daisy on it. Damn right, man. I was a bad motherfucker right there. I was a rifleman. <laughs> he was the uh, rifleman. <laughs> Remember that show? See, it's, it's that, that's today's problem with kids because they don't know the history, the value of weapons. 
BB guns included. Hell, you you can kill. I can kill birds with BB guns. Hell, I've shot birds off top telephone poles with that same Daisy back in them days. Okay. Uh, I was shooting out streetlights. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot out streetlights. I shoot birds with top <laughs> telephone poles. I didn't get a streetlights, but uh, yeah, uh, they don't know that guns made this country. I don't care how you look at it. I don't care what position you look at it from. Guns made this country. What do you think the founding fathers did? Okay, what are those things that they point at the British? Was they squirt guns? No. Were they BB guns? I don't even think BB guns were even invented back then. No, they were real guns that killed. Okay, and what did yeah. they do? Well, that's history. That's that's what they had to do. They drew a line in the sand back then. Dirt, clay, mud, whatever was around at the time. And they said, cross it. Well, the British are so stupid. Well, they decided to cross it, and look what happened. We won. They didn't get hit with one of those forty-four caliber balls that were in those uh, guns and those muskets. Oh, man. That sucker. I think they were 50 ball. I think they were the big, yeah, 50 caliber ball that was around. It's a solid piece of lead. I mean, sheesh. How you like to get hit in the damn thigh with a cannonball? Look at the stories <laughs> oh, people man. have that happened to them. Yeah. Those are the ones that didn't blow Even, up. They rolled. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, they the first, the very first ones they just they just they just hit and put a big hole in you or a wall or whatever. They didn't blow up. That didn't come till later until they finally was able to figure out, hey, they, we could put uh, powder in them things where they'd blow up. So then it was on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just really stupid. You know, these these young people today, I feel sorry for them. They are stupid because they they do they do they their daddy didn't teach them. You got to have a male figure in your family in order to teach you about. Second Amendment, uh, Revolution, you know, history, stuff like that. Thank God my dad was around. He taught me everything about gun safety. That's why, I, I, hell, I shot my first 12-gauge high-powered uh, pump shotgun when I was 10 years old. Knocked me on my ass. Loved him ever since. And I'm pushing 60 next yeah. month. So, you know, it takes somebody like that that guides you, not only in firearms, but everything else. My dad taught me the electrical trade. That's why I'm a master electrician today. Okay, taught me how to work on cars and trucks and take things apart. And you know, of course, I always had an inquiring mind about that. I used to take apart my dad's drill motors to see how they worked. He wasn't very locking about that one, but you know, he, well, he understood it. You know, I wanted to know the, the, the different, you know, how things work, how how the world works out there. And use your hand instead of, you know, just sitting there saying, hi, wave your hand. Use something for construction, which I did. I got into, you know, trade, electrical trade. Go ahead. Yeah, I did. I don't know. I used to take my grandfather's TV, take the back off of it. I knew to unplug it now, Gunslinger. I knew to unplug it. I had enough sense to do that. But I didn't know about them goddamn capacitor tubes. The whole electric charge. And you touch the cap and knock you on your ass. <laughs> yep, sure will. That's right. Well, <laughs> well, anybody got closing thoughts here? Do it now, because uh, I'm gonna be wrapping it up. Because they're gonna they're gonna cut us off. I know that for a fact. If anybody can, or if anybody got closing thoughts, uh, now is the time to press one. 
657-383-0616, because Blog Talk Radio is messed up, and, they, you know, they're going to shut us down. So, uh, you know, now's the time to talk. You know, bring up whatever you want to bring up. You know, we pretty much covered, went around the world today, you know, uh, border crisis, uh, Second Amendment, education, uh, you know. So press one, don't be shy. Press one now. Uh, Pianchi, any thoughts here? Anything other subjects you want to bring up here real quick? Well, or anybody else? Do it now. The most, the most awesome thing you talked about is how these organizations are calling and contacting you, trying to figure out what your position is, so they can decide whether to sponsor you or not. See, see, they yep. don't care about your constituents. It's about you and them. You're supposed to be there on behalf of your constituents. They don't want to hear that shit. They want to know what yep. can you do to further our cause. You're right. So how would you handle that? What's your recommendation? What's your advice on that? I wouldn't respond to their, their questionnaire. That's what I wouldn't do, politely. Don't respond to it. Okay. Don't respond. Okay. All right. All right. That's a thought. I, I just like responding to it just in case. You know, I mean, you know, I, I letting them know what I stand for. Like you said, I support the people. I support for, you know, the, the things that we talk about on here, restoring our republic, the Constitution. You know, I like to let them know that. But maybe I shouldn't, because then they won't. Then they won't support me. But you want? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, it's like a it's, it's, well, like, it's, it's like a trick. You know. See, if you tell them your your hard given stance, what you're really about, then. They'll work against you. Okay. They'll start lying on you. You don't want that. Now you got to fight battles that you normally would not have to fight rather than keeping attention on what you're doing based on what your constituency needs. Okay. Make sure I got to write down this. Somebody just sent me a message, so hang on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, Gunslinger, what do you think? What's on your mind real quick? Anything else you want to talk about? Because they're going to cut us off here pretty soon. Well, yeah, pretty simple there, you know, coming up this, you know, this year, you better lock and load, stock up on a few extra things, especially like guns and ammo, because unfortunately well, you might be always smart to do that. Yeah, it's always smart to do that, you know, always smart to, to stay stocked up on stuff, you know, always be prepared. Be prepared. Better be better to have it and then not need it, but then need it and not have it. <laughs> Oh, the same goes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, man, let me see. I got somebody else with their hand up here. Yeah, somebody else there. 907, go ahead. Try to stay on as long as we can here. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. What's up? Hey, um, I'm going to say, having been one that have sent out questionnaires to politicians, um, I'd go ahead and, and answer it. And, you know... Uh, I would say read the questions carefully, pick the answers that they want to hear, okay? doesn't mean once you get elected, if you get elected, that uh, you have to abide by those answers. Those are non-binding answers. But, true, uh, true. That's, that's, what, that's what I think I would do in your shoes or what I would recommend. Uh, you don't have to answer them all, you know, 100% for them, 
but you know, say like uh, 50, 60 percent in their favor on the questions, hey, you might get an endorsement. Yeah, um, I know Campaign for Liberty. Campaign but, for Liberty already endorsed me. So Campaign for Liberty already endorsed me. NC Grassroots already endorsed me. So, uh, you know, that's the grassroots there that supports the grassroots candidates. So so I got those endorsements already. Constitution Party already endorsed me. So Yeah, but this is the teacher's union. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, the average salary, uh, the average salary for average national salary, or excuse me, the average salary for a teacher in North Carolina, excuse me, is thirty-seven thousand dollars. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I don't, I think, yeah, I think it should be more, you know. Now, let's qualify that. Okay, good teachers should get paid more than bad teachers. You know, there some of those, some of those people are just glorified babysitters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's that's a slippery slope, though. You're gonna pay somebody on their productivity and 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 what their classroom results are. You realize the work to analyze that, what kind of work and time that would involve. You know. Uh, just I mean, looking I, at the grades I mean, that come out of look at the grades that come out of their classrooms. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, if everybody if everybody if everybody's coming out with A's and B's, uh, you know that there is uh, something wrong there in the in the grading system. Uh, yeah, you know, and it may it may take you know taking some time off of your busy schedule just to go sit in the classroom. Yeah, oh yeah. If I'm elected, you better guarantee I'll be doing that. I will definitely be doing that in my district, going around seeing what they're teaching in the classroom if I'm elected. I don't think as a candidate they'd probably let me. The schools are so freaking nailed tight shut now. you got to get security clearance. <laughs> you know, they they got to take a blood sample and a DNA sample and scan your eye and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you I mean, uh, get, you can go online and get all the, the data on any school in this country from Harvard on down. USA really? Today uh, publish uh, yearly. And there's other sources out there. Email me, and I'll share them with you. Any school, public, private, the data. Yeah, I know you're big on that. I know you're big on education. I know that. That's why I asked you those questions. So. All right. Well, hey guys, I got to get ready to wrap it up here anyway. So, uh, boy, anything else you want to say, guys? Anything else you want to add here, real quick? Just remember, the money should follow the student. Yeah, I mean yeah, we're right. all we're, as 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 taxpayers and stuff. We're all paying the uh, taxes to pay for the education of those students. Okay, and uh, if they're not getting educated in the school that the parents are in, the parents are still paying for that education for their child, and. Uh, they should uh, put their child where they want their child to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bank magnet schools too is a big thing. Excuse, no, excuse me, those charter schools, the charter schools. That's a big question down here. Yeah. They built a new charter school in my district, actually. Well, I can I can tell you before the uh, uh, feds got 
heavily involved in uh, the school system. One of the guys I worked with, uh, his granddaughter was up here in Anchorage for uh, what her first three grades of school, and uh, then his kid and with the grandkid moved to Michigan. And Michigan wanted to put her grand, the grandchild. Let's see, he was. They were going to go into. She was going to go into third grade, and they wanted to put her in sixth, no, fifth grade. Yeah. Because of what she learned up here compared to what they were doing down there. And uh, now that the feds got their hands in in the uh, system up here, it's going to fuck real quick too. Yeah, anytime, anytime you got the federal government with their hands on anything, they screw it up. You know, anything, they screw up everything. Yeah. You know, terrible. Why is that? Why? I mean, why? I mean, at, at, at the, well, the only only thing I can say on that is, from um, the Fed's track records. And 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 of failure and stuff. I would have to say that what the feds are doing, they're doing deliberately. I mean, yeah, an idiot, and I mean a, a fucking idiot can't screw up a hundred percent of the time. Even yeah. he gets it right one sometimes, you know. But yeah. uh, tell me where the uh, Tell me where the federal government has uh, uh, done something right in a school. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's true. Hey, Bianca, you got my email address by chance? Do you have it? Give it to Sarge. He, you know, we talk practically every day. All right. All right. I'll give it. Make sure Sarge gets it. Sarge has it. I know yeah, that. Make so. Sarge get it yeah. to me. And that yeah, gentleman is right here. where he's talking. Federal government. See, here's the thing. Federal government ain't got no damn business messing with school districts anyway. That's the That's problem right. with the federal government. It's doing crap that is not supposed to be done. There's nothing in the Constitution that talks about that. And for the general welfare, it's not for anyone in particular. It's for the welfare of the country maintaining the things that it's supposed to maintain, not venturing off into some new horizon, some new place where it shouldn't be. Like, for instance, issuing uh, licenses for the exploration and extraction of natural resources out of state land. That's ridiculous. That money should be going to the state, not the federal government, where they give it to the Ukraine, give it to uh, Venezuela and Guatemala. That's a bunch of bull crap. I agree on that. Well. Well, you know, there's another thing that schools that the federal government needs to get rid of is uh, gun-free zones on schools, where the teachers and everything should have weapons to protect the children. I mean, that's the best damn thing I can think of. Okay, you know, all the mass shootings that occurred in school. Well, you know, if the janitor was armed, the principal was armed, teachers was armed, I bet you they could stop that real fast. Get rid of the gun-free zones. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, back in the days that I back. Back in the days when when I was in school, the students were armed. 
Hell yeah, me too. Yeah. I, carried, I carried a shotgun yeah. in my in my truck, car, and a bottle of rednecks out there. In the parking lot, had rifles and shotguns. Uh, police knew about it. Principal knew about it. Teachers knew about it. And everything was great. Do that today, you'd have ten SWAT teams down on you. Probably those Army. days are <laughs> over. Those days are over because yeah, you don't have responsibility with liberty anymore. You know, you got. We were just talking about it. The education of the people, the students. They, they're, they're, they, you know, they have no responsibility, no trust. Nope, nope. You know, no, you know, it's just, you know, what are you gonna do with students like that? You can't give them a gun, you know. Nope. Nope. Not Crazy. Yeah, right. But there was no mass shootings back then. I graduated high school in '83. You didn't hear that. I, I don't even remember ever hearing that. Not here in Texas, anyway. <laughs> but there wasn't none. <laughs> there wasn't. There, there, was, there wasn't any anywhere. Yeah, the first the first the, the first mass shooting that I ever heard about that ever was got reported was down in Texas when yeah. uh, that when what's his name climbed the tower there at uh, the oh university God, at the University of Texas university and then started yep. sniping everybody. Yep, you yep. know. First time I ever heard was Columbine. No, they had that one here in Texas, like Boyd said, down in San Antonio at the university down there. Uh In that case, climbed up on that tower or whatever it was, building whatever, and started sniping people. And people, the people there was had they got their rifles. They were shooting back until the cops got there. It was a damn big old shootout. (laughs) It's crazy. And then really? the cops had to go that. out. Then, then the cops had to go out and get bigger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <Isn't that crazy? laughs> Jeez. Like Archie Bunker. Those were the days. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right. <clears throat> but it's crazy how it's progressed since then. I mean, it hasn't been a thousand years. It's only been you know a few decades there. What's going to be happening in the next few decades? We're in trouble. I know. <laughs> Crazy. It bothers me. It bothers me. I, I mean, if you weren't listening to the beginning of the show, I was going off, you know. Now I'm kind of burnt out, but, you know, <laughs> it just bothers me. I get fired up, man. I mean, I may do a Zoom call later on or, or something. I got your uh, Facebook there, uh, Gunslinger. I'm going I'm to go over just probably a couple cases there that, that are involving me, a couple of lawsuits that I did file and everything, so I might go over that in detail. And explain it, but I don't know. You know actually, it depends if I get the energy, because you know I get on there, and you know. But the, like I said, the Zoom calls, the, I, I like it. I like interacting that way, because you can interact through the phone or through video, or you could do, or you could do, like I said, you know, um, you got your own studio, you do your green screen. I mean, I just like it because Blog Talk Radio is going to hell, you know. I mean, nobody gets it. Yeah. You know, this has been going on. For, it's just been going on for what a month now. All these shows screwed up and everything. I mean, what what you what are you guys paying your tech people for? Sit around and drink coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put them to yeah. work. That's right. All right, guys. All right, man. Hey, thanks for joining me tonight. Appreciate it. Till the next show. God bless the Republic, man. Take care of yourself. Be safe out there. If I don't talk to you until New Year's, be safe. Have a nice New Year. Hopefully, we uh, can restore our Republic, man. Yeah. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. 
But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. Admittedly, there's a risk in any course we follow other than this, but every lesson of history tells us that the greater risk lies in appeasement. And this is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. And it gives no choice between peace and war, only between fight or surrender. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, eventually we have to face the final demand, the ultimatum. And what then? When Nikita Khrushchev has told his people, he knows what our answer will be. He has told them that we're retreating under the pressure of the Cold War, and someday, when the time comes to deliver the final ultimatum, our surrender will be voluntary, because by that time, we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. He believes this because from our side he's heard voices pleading for peace at any price, or better rev than death, or as one commentator put it, he'd rather live on his knees than die on his feet. And therein lies the road to war, because those voices don't speak for the rest of us. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shockers around the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay, there is a point beyond which they must not advance. Winston Churchill said the destiny of man is not measured by material competitions. When great forces are on the move in the world, we learn we're spirits, not animals. He said there's something going on in time and space and beyond time and space, which, whether we like it or not, spells duty. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of men on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness.